the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Georgia, he was looking for a soul to steal. He was in a bind because he was way behind and he was willing to make a deal. When he came across this young man sewing on a fiddle and playing it hot, and the devil jumped up on a hickory stump and said, Boy, let me tell you what. I guess you didn't know. Well, him, good I evening, everyone. It's another Algatulo Craft Beer cast on AM 970 The Answer. And we've got a great show for you tonight. A craft beer guest that's going to be joining me later this hour and the usual news and notes to get to. We lost a country music legend earlier in this week. First, how can you follow me? I'll get to the country music legend in just a moment. Uh, Twitter, at Al Gattulo. Instagram, at Gattulo. G-A-T-T-U-L-L-O. Facebook.com slash A-G Craft Beer Cast. V-email at Albert G at NYC Radio.com. Don't forget iTunes, Google Play. Just do a search for A-G Craft Beer Cast. You'll find all the shows on those two platforms. We're Alexa ready as well. Radio.com. iHeartRadio. We're also on the Hopped Up Network. You head over there Monday mornings before 6 a.m. and you will find the podcast version of this program uh, before 6 a.m. Now, coming up in 20 minutes, Jay Sykes from Flagship Brewery, located on the North Shore of Staten Island, where I grew up, will join me. I'll chat with Jay about the changes that he's made to his brewery uh, to assist uh, you know, himself and, of course, his customers during the pandemic. Obviously, um, you know, no beer at the brewery, but he was able to do... Uh, takeout and delivery. We'll talk to him about that and how he's thriving uh, in this pandemic. Great piece in the New York Post uh, about a week or so ago and uh, kind of jogged my memory to, hey, let's get uh, Jay on the program. So that's going to be coming up about 20 minutes from now. Charlie Daniels passed away uh, earlier this week. He died uh, on uh, last Monday morning uh, after suffering a hemorrhagic stroke. He was 83 years old. Now, this is a guy who obviously he topped the charts with um, The Devil Went Down to Georgia, which, by the way, was not only a huge country hit, but it was a huge pop crossover hit. It climbed up to number three on the charts, on Billboard's Hot 100 chart, behind the next My Sharona and Earth, Wind and Fires After the Love is Gone. Did you also know that he he, uh, co-wrote a song for Elvis Presley? Uh, he also did recordings uh, for, uh, he was a session musician, played on uh, three of Bob Dylan's albums, including the revolutionary Nashville Skyline, as well as recordings for Ringo Starr, Leonard Cohen, the great Leonard Cohen, Tammy Wynette, uh, and other folks. Um, I'm trying to find, where's, oh, in 1964, uh, he, along with a producer Bob Johnston, co-wrote It Hurts Me, which was a single cut by Elvis Presley that proved the first victory in decades of songwriting success to come. Elvis recorded it. Uh, and Daniels had once said it was by far the biggest thing that had ever happened to me. And then he formed the Charlie Daniels Band uh, back in 1970 and started touring in 1971 and continued to tour uh, up until this past year when he uh, had all these health problems. Um, and again, uh, you know, one of the uh, 
Uh, the Devil Went Down to Georgia, big pop hit, top number three. Uh, he won uh, Daniel. It was only uh, Daniel's only Grammy Award in 1979 for best country vocal performance by a duo, gr- a duo or group. Uh, he later played himself in the 1980 John Travolta movie Urban Cowboy, uh, which was closely identified with the rise of country music. Uh, music generated by that film. He did a bunch of other hits, but obviously well known for The Devil Went Down to Georgia. So uh, kudos uh, to uh, Charlie Daniels, and uh, you know may he rest. Uh, in peace. Again, we don't do a lot of country music on this program, but there are some songs like that particular one uh, that really transcend country. Uh, very much like Glenn Campbell. When Glenn Campbell passed away, um, he transcended country. The guy was a pop pop star, had a huge hit TV variety show uh, back in the 70s. Uh, you know, it's along those same lines. But uh, Charlie Daniels was, was touring, including up into this year, uh, when things had to change because of the pandemic, and then obviously he had his health problems, and uh, his part of his tour was rescheduled for next year. Rest in peace, Charlie Daniels, uh, passing away at the age of 83. Uh, let's get into some beer news. So um, in a lot of places now that uh, the COVID-19 has returned, we're seeing a lot of shutdowns. Um, a week or so ago, just before the 4th of July, uh, California Governor Gavin Newsom uh, expanded the state's temporary shutdown of bars and breweries to include a ban on indoor and outdoor dining and drinking in 19 counties. Uh, this was Santa Clara, Los Angeles, Orange, Sacramento, uh, down in San Diego as well. The counties accounted for nearly 75% of the state's population. Um, again, we're seeing, they're seeing this rise of COVID-19. They started shutting down um, breweries and restaurants. Ones that weren't serving food had to be shut down um, immediately, and then ones that were serving food uh, they could continue to open, but it was for to-go orders only. Uh, so we're not out of this pandemic yet, folks. Um, we haven't even come close to finishing the first wave of this coronavirus, and there's a second wave that's going to be coming uh, sometime in the fall or winter. So you have to be extra careful here. Uh, in an interview with the main NBC affiliate, Allagash founder Rob Todd revealed he had tested positive for COVID-19 back in mid-March after coming back from a ski vacation. He uh Apparently, Todd uh, told the affiliate uh, he self-quarantined, wrote it out at home, not wanting to infect any, anybody else uh, in the brewery. Uh, he said, other than that, my health has been great. I've been exercising every morning, trying to get out surfing whenever I can. Uh, I've been holding up, even with the diagnosis. Todd said he was so consumed and immersed in running this company uh, at a time when we had lost 70% of our business the day I, that I came down with COVID. He worked his way through it. He had no choice since losing 70% of its business, Allagash has since refocused on building its off-premise business. The company in June shared plans to launch several years' worth of innovations in the fall, including a line of sparkling session ales made with fruit called Little Grove by Allagash, a new stout called North Sky, and six-pack bottles of flagships Allagash White. So that's interesting. So he got it, and he immediately self-quarantined and wrote out uh, the illness. Again, this is not really... I think that there are a lot of people that are not taking this as seriously as they should. Uh, if you don't feel comfortable going to going somewhere, stay home. If you don't feel comfortable wearing a mask in public, stay home. This is not about herd immunity. There is no herd immunity. There's no vaccine to this. We need a vaccine. And we're not going to get that until late this year, probably not until early next year. And for those saying they're not going to take the vaccine... I think you're out of your mind. I am 100% taking this vaccine. There's no question that I'm going to be uh, getting this vaccine when it comes out, 100%. Uh, as we move on here, um, Pat McElney, uh, who founded Alpine Beer with his wife, Val, in 1999, is taking over the brewery and taproom space in San Diego with a new company, McElney Brewing, 
Former his son, Sean, the former brewmaster of Alpine, who was laid off by the company earlier this year. This is according to the San Diego Beer News Facebook page. Uh, Pat McElney told the site he and his son have signed a lease on the original Alpine location effective July 1st. We'll begin operations once the current tenant, Green Flash Brewing, vacates the property that was supposed to be on June 30th. Green Flash had acquired the Alpine brand from the McElneys in November of 2014. In 2018, Comerica Bank, the San Diego-based craft brewery's primary lender, foreclosed on Green Flash and sold its assets, including Alpine, to WCIPA LLC. Um, this past March, in the midst of the pandemic, WCIPA cut a meaningful portion of its staff, including Sean McElney, who had served as Alpine's brewmaster. So they're taking over the space, I believe, that my wife and I have been to. So this has got to be in the Miramar area uh, that we had been to back in 2017. Um, and so they're going to be uh, creating another brewery again, of course, when they get it up and running. And because of what's going on with COVID-19, that remains to be seen. Platform Beer had to close... Uh, it's Cleveland and Columbus locations because one of their uh, Cleveland-based employees had tested positive for COVID-19. So out of an abundance of caution, due to the heightened risk in the state, they're choosing to temporarily close our Funkship location as well. Our contactless home beer delivery services will still be available in the Cleveland and Columbus markets. Again, uh, this is something that is not going to go away anytime soon, and I think you really need to take this seriously. Um, we're seeing that people are not following proper protocols. I can't stress this enough. Wear a mask, social distance, wash your hands. These are things that you can do that can combat the spread. Also, we're seeing an uptick in New Jersey. We're seeing an uptick in New Jersey. We're seeing kind of an uptick in New York. That's why indoor dining has not been uh, reestablished in New York and New Jersey. I think um, Connecticut also put a pause on it. Um, The reason why is because... When you're in a restaurant, you're sitting down inside, you're inside, you're trapped, there's air conditioning going on. I think what's going to end up happening, we talked about on last week's program how Artisanal Brewing Ventures uh, put in new filters in all of their taproom locations to kind of filter out COVID-19. I think this is exactly what we're going to have to see in a lot of restaurants and breweries and bars before they're allowed to reopen. Again, cost prohibitive for a lot of people. I think the government, whether it's state, whether it's local, whether it's federal, they're going to have to step in and give these guys grants to get them the money in some way, tax write-off. I don't know how they're going to be able to do it, to be able to put these facilities in so that um, they'll be able to filter the air and get things reopened again. I think that's the only way it's going to happen, at least right now. That's just my personal thoughts on it. I know we're, we're very COVID-heavy here. Uh, on the program here, and I, I, don't, I don't mean to be, but this is the reality of the situation. We're seeing more of it crop back up again. You know, Jersey was slowly reopening. Things were really starting to come around, and now all of a sudden they're, go- they're pulling back again. And I think we're going to see that the pullback is going to prevent restaurants from reopening. It's going to prevent, uh, you know, breweries from saying, you know what, we're going to get to full bore and have people inside the tap rooms. This is just going to pull all those things back again. And I'd hate to see that happen, but unfortunately, that's exactly the direction uh, that we are going in. And I don't like it at all, and neither should you. Wear a mask, social distance, wash your hands. If you don't feel comfortable going to a place, don't go. Stay home. If you're feeling sick, stay home. The only way we're going to combat this is if people spread out, spread apart, knock it down. When we come back after a short break... More news and notes from around the beer world. And then Jay Sykes from Flagship Brewery is going to join me a little bit later on in the program. Plus, 
We're going to have the results, the first set of results, which we've already released on social media earlier this week, of who has made it to the next round of the Source Home Brewing Pro-Am Contest. That's coming up in a little bit on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. Let's face it, we love Alexa, and we love to let her find your favorite radio station. This one, of course. We love it, too, when she finds us. But she could find us easier if we taught her a simple skill. To get started, simply say, Alexa, enable the Answer New York skill. After she confirms, you can then say, Alexa, play the Answer New York. That's all you have to do, and Alexa will learn how to find us. You can listen to us through your Amazon Echo, Echo Show, Echo Dot, and Amazon Tap devices. Alexa, what is your favorite radio station? That's easy. AM 970, the Answer. As the will of the students goes, so goes the will of the nation. This is the central theme of the new movie, Return to the Hiding Place, the film about Corey Ten Boom and her secret army of teenagers' heroic efforts to hide and save Jews from the Nazis during World War II. Corey's story was made famous by her book and original movie produced by the Billy Graham Association. Now, 45 years later, comes Return to the Hiding Place, the untold, behind-the-scene true story of Corey's secret army of student teenagers' efforts to rescue Jewish people. Told by Hans Poli, one of Corey's teens in the resistance, Return to the Hiding Place is an action-packed film of the Dutch underground's true, breathtaking rescue of an entire orphanage of Jewish children. Return to the Hiding Place, starring John Rhys-Davies. Watch this captivating movie tonight with your older children at SalemNow.com and save 20% with the promo code WNYM. Return to the Hiding Place at SalemNow.com, promo code WNYM. Due to historical content, might not be suitable for younger audiences. You're listening to Al Gutulo's Craft Beer Cast. Sponsored in part by Source Farmhouse Brewery. Get your handcrafted beer from none other than The Source. Listen to us online at am970theanswer.com. Tune in, iHeart, Alexa, or radio.com. My woman says it's a doggone shame the way some men bring their wives money and furs and jewelry. I come home, ain't got a dime and smelling like a brewery. I'm drunk again. <laughs> I've been drinking Gordon Gin. That's what I'm talking about. The Butterfield Blues Band, Paul Butterfield. We're back here on the Alcatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970. The answer, I have to credit... The great Joe Piscopo for that one. Uh, we were discussing the other day about how I was down at Source Brewing for our home brewing competition and had to sample some beers. We're going to talk about that a little bit later on in this segment. And um, he mentioned this song uh, that we opened up the show with a couple of days ago. And I said, I have to play this on my beer cast. So I've got to give Joe full credit on that uh, selection, Drunk Again, which I was not drunk for the record. Just to let everybody know. But anyway, we'll get into that with the uh, Source Brewing Home Brewing Contest in just a second. But we do have some other news and notes to get to uh, before we get to that. First off, uh, Garrett Oliver, the brewmaster and owner of Brooklyn Brewery, um, announced earlier in the week the formation of the Michael Jackson Foundation for Brewing and Distilling, the MJF, uh, to fund scholarship awards to predominantly people of color within the brewing and distilling industries or who wish to join those industries. Uh, He did this over Twitter. And he said the MJF Scholarship Awards will fund brewing and distilling education, whether beginning or ongoing, uh, for BIPOC, 
within the professions, uh, each scholarship granted to a student will be matched with a BIPOC mentor and or peer within the industry. Uh, and he goes on um, he goes on to say, barriers to success in these industries have never been solely financial. No one needs to walk this path alone. Michael James Jackson, who d- uh, passed away in 2007, was the world's greatest beer and whiskey writer. His books have sold more than 3 million copies in 18 languages and helped launch the worldwide craft beer movement. Michael, who w- was English, but he was also actively and profoundly anti-racist. So he has uh, created this um, scholarship. And uh, he says, starting on July 15th, we will begin accepting funds for the scholarships under the Michael Jackson Foundation for Brewing and Distilling. I know that this is a very tough time financially for most brewers and distillers, but this work needs to start. I hope my fellow brewers, our friends in the distilling industry, education leaders, and beer and spirit enthusiasts will join in this important effort between now and July 15th. Please consider what you are able to contribute. Watch this space. This is the way. Thank you. This is uh, He did this via Twitter. So um, this is definitely something to look forward to. You can uh, check out uh, Garrett Oliver's uh, Twitter account. Let me just uh, pull that up real quick because I know I have it. I know I was following him. Garrett Oliver. Uh, Of course, I spell his name wrong because I'm... Oh, boy, oh, boy. It is at Garrett Oliver, G-A-R-R-E-T-T-O-L-I-V-E-R, uh, is Garrett Oliver's uh, Twitter account. You can follow that handle uh, for more information on that. Uh, as we continue on here on our uh, news and notes on the Alcatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, the answer, of course, coming up in just a bit, Jay Sykes from Flagship Brewery, located on the north shore of Staten Island, will join me. We'll talk to Jay about the changes he ha- has had to make to his brewery during the pandemic and the success that they have had uh, during this. Uh, Stone Brewing has announced two different things. One, uh, Stone Runation IPA, uh, which was released back in 2002 and it's imposing 100-plus IBUs, was the first year-round West Coast double IPA on the planet. Then in 2012, in commemoration of their 10th anniversary, they introduced a new beer that would be uh, grown to be known as Stone Ruin 10 triple IPA. They are bringing the beer back uh, to, uh, in all of its over-the-top crank to 11 maximum hoppy splendor. It's been 18 years of beautifully bitter evolution, and this stage diving into a mosh pit of hops is bigger and bitterer than ever. And as they say in the press release, don't call it a comeback. Six packs available now throughout Southern California at all stone locations and at their online store that will ship to California addresses only. Uh, they are rolling out to the rest of the nation next month in August. They've also made a small change to the name of one of their year-round offerings back in 2017, They released the Stone Tangerine Express IPA. They have now added the word hazy to it, and they've updated the packaging as well. So uh, if you see it out there, it's just a a name change. The beer is still the same. It's actually one of the better uh, tangerine IPAs that I've had. Uh, It is definitely something that if you see it in stores, I encourage you to pick up and try it. Stone's beers are always fantastic. They do a great job uh, with those beers. Uh, Founders Brewing has announced Blushing Padre as the next release in their Mothership series. So to create Blushing Padre, founders introduced their Belgian-style raspberry ale to a tequila barrel, wound up with what can only be described as a love affair, according to the press release. It's made with tart and luscious raspberry jam character. Blushing Padre is balanced beautifully thanks to time spent aging in tequila barrels. So, um... Uh, Brewmaster Jeremy Kosmicki says, We found out that fruit beers and tequila barrels worked out pretty well during our Masagave trials a few, year back, a few years back. So they decided to um, 
do some other fu- full-flavored fruit creations. Blushing Monk immediately came to mind. And then they uh, they dropped this beer in uh, tequila barrels for a year um, to um, give it that... Um, that very uh, the raspberry the tartness from the raspberries, as well as it took the edge off the clove and banana characters from the Belgian yeast, and added an extra layer of complexity from the oak and tequila, uh, creating a bold yet balanced drinking experience. That's from Jeremy Kosmicki, the brewmaster. Blushing Padre checks in at ten point eight percent ABV. It'll have a retail price of twenty dollars a six pack. It'll be available in bottles as well as on draft. It'll be available at the Grand Rapids and Detroit tap rooms this coming Wednesday, July fifteenth. It will be across the distribution network uh, soon after, except for uh, Missouri and Utah, I am assuming, because the ABV is higher than a certain percentage that they are allowed to um, sell in those particular states. Now, uh, let us get into the Source Home Brewing Contest. And, of course, as folks know, portions of the program brought to you by Source Brewing. Get your beer directly from the source in Colts Neck, New Jersey, located right off of Route 34 next to the great delicious orchard. So uh, this past Tuesday, and we'll be doing this every Tuesday for the next couple of weeks until we get to our live broadcast in August, uh, and that date may have to move depending on the pandemic restrictions around the state. So we're targeting for Sunday, August 2nd to do a live broadcast. That may move depending on the uh, pandemic restrictions. Anyway, um, went down to source this past Tuesday uh, myself, uh, Greg Taylor, the brewmaster, uh, Jeremy Watts, the assistant brewmaster, uh, Phil Petraca, one of the co-owners, along with Greg Taylor, and myself judged the 32 beers. And it was interesting because as we started to taste our, our, the beers, um, four beers were not there. Uh, so we only had 28 beers to start. But those people that hadn't brought their beers yet were actually on the right side of the column. So we were starting left to right. So by the time we got through the left side, the couple of people that had forgotten to drop off their beers had brought them while we were tasting, so we were able to get the 32 beers in. Let me tell you something. This is going to be a tough competition next week when we get to the final, when we get to the 16, the Sweet 16. Um, there were a number of different matchups, and for full disclosure, we didn't match up strictly IPA to IPA, um, uh, Saison to Saison, Stout to Stout, because um, there were there were a bunch of different styles, so... We just we we kind of randomly put the names in a bracket and we put them together. Um, so you know there was a stout went up against an IPA, maybe a stout went went up against a, a saison or a um, a Kolsch. Um, there were a couple of true IPA to IPA kind of matchups, uh, but for the most part, it was um, different beers, different flavors. We had water. We had some uh, some snacks to kind of cleanse the palate a little bit, uh, and we did take breaks during this because obviously um, the guys are brewing. They were brewing this week's uh, beers that were sold out on Friday, um, so you know there was a little bit of space in between uh, some of the beers that we were tasting. But I want to congratulate uh, those that have moved on. I'm not going to name all of their beers. We posted some stuff on social media uh, already, so you should know. Uh, but George Kutras, Dan Cooper, Thomas Hample, Mike Randizio. Uh, Katrina Edwards, the only female in the competition, uh, Rob Gunther, uh, John Pompanos, Scott Cooper, Robert uh, Kowitzki, Roger Wells, Tony Romano, Jesse Ellswin, uh, Patrick Smith, Greg Smith, Matthew Rigby, I'm assuming Patrick Smith, Greg Smith, no relation, Matthew Rigby, and Chris Frauenberger have all moved on to the Sweet 16. Uh, there were plenty of others. Uh, full disclosure, my cousin Dean Hackam was in the, uh, was in the competition but he lost. There was no bias there. His beer just happened to get got beaten out 
by a, uh, a, a very well-done beer. Um, there were a lot of different styles, some sours, some gozes. Uh, we were very impressed uh, with, the, with the different types of beer. And um, I, I cannot wait to get into next week's uh, competition in the Sweet 16 because I'm going to tell you something. It's going to be difficult to pick some of these beers. It'll be interesting to see um, a, a Saison go head-to-head with a stout or maybe um, a sour is going to go up against an IPA. Uh, a Goza may go up against uh, a Kolsch. So it'll be interesting to see um, what what's going to happen next week when we get down to the Sweet 16 and then moving on to the uh, to the final eight. And then, of course, you know, we have the, uh, the fi- well, actually it would be the final, technically it's the final eight, but it's really it's the final four. And then we go down to the final two, and then we have that head-to-head final two um, in the live broadcast coming up in, uh, in early August. So uh, it was a fun day with the guys. Uh, it started at about 12 noon. I didn't get home until about 5.30 at night. So, uh, oh, and by the way, Phil, Greg, Jeremy, thank you for the bottle of the 2018 Hunapu uh, from Cigar City after we were done sampling the beers. That was a fantastic beer to kind of just, uh, you know, sip through uh, a little pour after we were done uh, tasting all these different homebrews. So to all of, the, all of you that entered in the homebrewing competition, thank you. We appreciate it. We're definitely going to have another one of these next year. So if you missed out this year, if you didn't get your entry in in time, or you got knocked out in the first round, get that beer, crank it up again, get it better. We, you know, uh, we can't give you all the reasons why we rejected uh, the beers, uh, but uh, great job out of everybody. Uh, it was a fantastic job. Can't wait for the Sweet 16 next week. When we come back after a short break, Jay Sykes from Flagship Brewery will join me. This is the Alcatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. News, opinion, passion. This is AM 970, The Answer. It is mostly cloudy, 72 degrees. What's going on? We have the answer. At least two people are injured after a drive-by shooting in Brooklyn, Ashok Bala reports. Residents can't believe it happened in their neighborhood. I've been here almost 12, 15 years now. We never had no issues. This is first time. It happened Thursday night around 11 in Crown Heights when a car slowed down in front of a building on St. Mark's Avenue and a gunman opened fire on a crowd of about 15 people hanging out on the stoop. There was little kids riding their bikes up the block, like, right before I went inside. A 28-year-old man was struck in the backside and treated at Kings County Hospital. Police are searching for the suspects. Ashok Bala, NBC News Radio, New York. For the first time since the coronavirus pandemic hit New York, the state's biggest city is reporting no deaths. New York City, once the nation's epicenter of the virus, ended a four-month stretch where they had a death every day since March 11th. The city has seen more than 18,000 deaths since its first tally. The highest single-day total was April 7th at 597. The state reported just five total deaths Sunday, but did not say where they occurred. Sports Yankees closer Aroldis Chapman has tested positive for the coronavirus and is experiencing mild symptoms, but is likely to miss the start of the season. The Yankees begin their virus-delayed season July 23rd at Washington. Checking the traffic now, about a five-minute delay into the city and the George Washington Bridge, five at the outbound Lincoln, no delay of the Holland Tunnel, slow on the outbound Brooklyn Bridge, Garden State Parkway north at exit 140. A crash has now cleared out of the way. You now know how not to go. The weather, 
Tonight, partly cloudy, a slight chance of a shower or thunderstorm, low 70 to 75 degrees. Tomorrow, partly sunny, humid, scattered thunderstorms, especially in the afternoon, high near 85. Tomorrow night, showers or storms end in the evening, otherwise partial clearing, low 70. And the forecast for both Tuesday and Wednesday, mostly sunny skies, high between 85 and 90. I'm Dave Banning, AM 970, The Answer. You know, folks, we've all been through the ringer these last few months, and the simple pleasures in life are not so easy to come by these days. But one thing that can make being stuck at home a little bit better is having a delicious beer from Source Farmhouse Brewery. You've heard me talk about the Source First Annual Pro-Am Homebrew Competition. That is taking place all through the month of July. We'll be tasting beers, and then we're going to have our big finale, a live broadcast from Source coming up the first week of August, but you can still order yourself a great beer for pickup or delivery in New Jersey. They create handcrafted farm-to-glass ales and lagers brewed on-site in true farmhouse brewery tradition. And let me tell you, they have some great beers that are released every single week. Now, Source releases their beers on Friday mornings. All you have to do is head over to beerbroadcast.com and sign up to get notified. I can personally attest to the quality of their product. They're what separates a good beer from a life-changing beer. To order beers from Source on Fridays, check out beerbroadcast.com and sign up. It's super easy. And to learn more about the story of Source, go to sourcebrewing.com. Breaking news and local news. Find it on our website, am970theanswer.com. There are a lot of brewers that are out there, and welcome back to the Alcatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970. The answer, there are a lot of brewers out there right now that are running around, and a lot of them are trying to just keep their business moving along. You know, the the theme of this show obviously is about beer, but it's also about small business and how small business uh, is trying to survive and thrive during this pandemic. And my next guest, which is why I played the the little uh, ELO, Don't Bring Me Down, in fact, popped up in my Facebook memories about a year ago this month. I went to see Electric Light Orchestra at the Prudential Center, and I'd like to get back to concerts at some point, but that looks like it's not going to happen until next year. But my next guest on the program, he's one of the owners of a great brewery on Staten Island. They've been growing in leaps and bounds ever since they opened back in 2014. And for more info on them, you can follow them on Instagram at Flagship Brewing or on their website. Just go to flagshipbrewery.nyc. Let me welcome back to the Craft Beer Cast. He's been on a number of times, a good friend of the show, Jay Sykes. Jay, how are you? Good, Al. How you doing? Thanks for having me on again. You got it. Uh, great piece in the New York Post last week spotlighting the brewery. The pandemic hit back in March, and you guys had to shift from an operation like many others that sold beer to bars and restaurants, uh, in addition to having your tap room, to a takeout and delivery service. How difficult was it for you to switch gears? Um, well, I mean, to be, to be honest with you, it, I mean, I think it was more scary um, in the in the beginning to begin with than than the actual change was. I mean, you know, there was some logistical you know hurdles that we had to overcome. But to be honest with you, you know, me and the team here talk about it all the time that we were very fortunate um, for a few things that lined up for us um, right off the bat. So, um, you know, prior to I'd say a month before COVID hit, three weeks actually before COVID hit, um, you know, we've been canning our beer. Um, but we were doing it through uh, Maltman Canning, which is, um, you know, a mobile canning company. So, right. And they're great people over there. Um, 
So, you know, we were using them for a while just to get the, the beer cans. But there's, you know, expenses that come along with that. So we had um, purchased a canning line from Twin Monkeys to Colorado. And, um, you know, we were waiting for that to, to come in. Mm-hmm. And it was backlogged a little bit. So three weeks prior, we got the, the canning line in. We did the training two weeks prior. And I think we ran it for the first time a week prior to, to COVID. Wow. Um, you know, so right around St. Patrick's Day there. Mm-hmm. So without that, we would never have been able to pump out the amount of beer that we needed to stay afloat. Um, you know, just because, you know, on Maltman's end, you know, we're not his only customer. He's got sure. a lot of other people, and everyone went to cans. Um, well, everyone went to package uh, throughout the whole country because draft beer was dead overnight. Right. Um, right. You know, there was no bars and restaurants open. You know, well, they might have been open, but they weren't serving draft beer, that's for sure. Right. Um, so we really had to pivot quick. Um, so that, you know, that lined up for us, I mean, in an unbelievable time that we were able to just do everything in-house. And when it came to delivery, you know, once once the word came down that the state was changing the law that we could deliver direct to home, we actually, um, you know, I, I called our merchant services company, which is, um, you know, the company that we use. You know, we have an iPad in the... Um, in the tap room that we use, you know, just so people can run credit cards and stuff sure. like that in, in regular business. And I asked them if they had an online platform, and they said yes. And it was literally by the end of that day, we were up and running. We had that on the website, and we were able to go. So as uh, different of a business as it was, the actual changing over, um, you know, was, was easy enough just because we had some certain things that were in place um, ready to go. And we're talking with Jay Sykes. He's the co-owner of Flagship Brewing on Staten Island here on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. You can follow them on their Instagram account at Flagship Brewing. Check out their Facebook page, their website, flagshipbrewery.nyc, and you can also purchase beer direct uh, from there for delivery. So how has the delivery service worked out for you guys? You know, delivery's been great. As I said, it, it, it really kept us afloat. Um, and not only did it keep us afloat, I think um, it was really great for our brand. Right. You know, we were we were giving people beer probably the best way, you know, as a craft brewer, um, as, as you want people to experience it, right? So, right. you know, we, sometimes, because we were, we were rolling through it pretty quick, because we also still had our distributor, which is Union Beer, mm-hmm. here in New York City, um, you know, selling to supermarkets and uh, bodegas and uh, delis. And that business was obviously doing great, because that's where people were buying their beer, because, sure. you know, there was no other place to get it. So they were doing a lot of cans for us, and then we had, you know, the um, delivered at home. So, you know, that to me was great because, you know, sometimes, and actually a lot of times, we would can beer in the morning, and it was going out to delivery in the afternoon. So people were consuming beer at their house at night that was canned that morning. So it was the freshest you could possibly get. Um, And I think... You know, and I, actually, I know for a fact that we've, we've won a lot of new customers as well as satisfying some old ones because I think there was a lot of people on Staten Island, especially in our hometown here, mm. that had never tried us before. But, you know, they said, hey, listen, this is a small business, the local hometown brewery. You know, I'll order some beer for them. Sure. And I think. And you're getting it shipped right to your house. So you don't even have to leave. That's even better, the convenience of it. Right. And then, you know, we have people that, you know, said to us, listen, I order from you once a week now, and I. I never tried your beer before, but I did it to be nice, and now I love your beer. So, wow. to me, I mean, that's you know, 
that's fantastic. And, and probably, you know, one of the best things that could come out of all this madness we've been dealing with. And that's a customer for life, right, Jay? I mean, that's 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 what you want. I mean, that's the person that's the personal connection there. Now, and in the end, we don't know when all of the restrictions are going to be lifted right now. There's that pause, no indoor dining, et cetera, et cetera. Would you like to see the delivery service remain in effect as an option for folks when this pandemic is over? Because I know the law is not permanent, it's temporary, but would you like to see the delivery service remain in effect for you guys? Well, sure. Listen, I mean, it's obviously been a really good thing for us. Um, and, you know, I would love to be able to still, you know, give local people that are, that are fans of our brands, you know, that, that option uh, to, you know, to be able to get local craft beer delivered right to your house. But, I mean, that being said, too, you know, I want to make sure and I, I want to see all the bars get back opened and people get back to normal life as well. Right. So either which way, you know, that apple falls, I'm, I'm going to react and, and, you know, do whatever is best and just be happy that we made it through this time. So, you know, to me, it was a blessing to be able to have that. Um, but, you know, in the end, I think the main focus should just be getting back to normal and, and people getting to, uh, you know, enjoy beer out in, in bars and restaurants and stuff like that again. So, gotcha. you know, whatever, whatever happens that way, um, I'm still eternally grateful that we were able to, you know, to, to do that and, um, you know, and have people experience our brand that way. So in New York City, sort of in this phase three, kind of half, half, like almost like a toe dipping in the water, you know, with the phase three going on right now. But you guys have not been able to open up for service inside. Were you able to, with permission from the city, close down uh, Minthorn Street to allow table service outdoors? Or that has not been able to, to go into effect yet? So, yeah, I mean, listen, a lot of, a lot of you know, uh, Local organizations, politicians, and stuff like that have always kind of really targeted Minthorn Street just because of how Minthorn Street is set up. I mean, you've been here before. Sure. I know your, your father had a, uh, a gas station across the street. Across the street on Bay Street. Yep. Yep. You know, um, and Minthorn Street's its own little thing. You know, especially we have a lot of food vendors down here now, too, that are, you know, operating restaurants next right. to us. And, um, yeah, listen, it would be perfect. I, you know, at, at some point you do sacrifice parking. So, um, you know, we have a big parking lot across the street that we don't want to sacrifice just because, you know, Staten Island is predominantly, you know, um, people drive, you know, right. I mean, the train is here, but the service is one side of the island. So right. right now what we've done is we've utilized, um, you know, the new laws that let us extend eight feet out into the street. So right now we have four picnic tables outside in what we call our craft garden. Okay. Um, and we've been seeing a lot of traffic of people being able to go out there and, um, you know, enjoy some beers. And we have a few, um, barrels too that are butted up right against the front of the tap room um, to give people enough space, you know, so it's not overcrowding the tables where they could stand and have some drinks. So um, as for right now, that's what we're doing. It's been working out. Um, we're still open for pickup every day, so we can come in and pick up uh, beer to go. But um, it's nice to just be able to see some people and be able to talk to your to your customers again. Yeah. Um, because you know that was always one of my favorite parts about the whole business was the tap room. I mean, you get to talk to people. Um, that are experiencing you, you be for the first time, telling the history of your place and kind of the vision. So it's nice to have that back. Yeah, that is important. We're talking with Jay Sykes. He's the co-owner of Flagship Brewing on Staten Island here on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. You can follow them on Instagram, Flagship Brewing. You can check out their Facebook page, the website, flagshipbrewery.nyc. You can order beer from there. If you live on Staten Island, they will deliver it to you. And, of course, you can go to the brewery off of Minthorn Street for pickup. And they have a small little area as well where you can enjoy a beer or two. Last question from me, Jay. You recently started up this hard seltzer with Ralph Sices. How has the response been to that so far? So, I mean, listen, uh, pre-launch, it was, uh, 
I, you know, we were kind of like, wow, what did we get ourselves into here? You know, it's, uh, Ralph is such an iconic Staten Island brand. Sure. It was our first time, you know, dipping our toes into, um, you know, into the, the craft seltzer scene. And um, I think the response was overwhelmingly positive. You know, the, the first batch that we came out with, I think people were saying, you know, they thought it, was, it tasted more like a beer than it did a seltzer. Hmm. Um, and in all honesty, we've fine-tuned it every time we've done it. We, we're actually just doing another run uh, this week, which we'll have out um, for this weekend ready to go. Okay. And I think every time it gets leaps and bounds better. You know, again, it, it was a, uh, you know, it's something about learning about while we were doing it as well. So, right. you know, but this time to me, you know, I had the, the lemon the other day right off the, uh, the canning line, and I feel like we've really got the carbonation down, which it's, it's more carbonated like a seltzer now. Prior to that one, I think the bubbles are a little smaller and kind of, we're giving people more of that heavier beer type of, uh, you know, aspect to it. But the new stuff that's off the line right now is fantastic. We've had people in tasting it all week, you know, giving some honest responses. And it's, uh, I think it's, it's by far the best seltzer we've put out. And this is what we're going to streamline and just keep going with, uh, from now on. And the people at Ralph's have been fantastic to work with. Um, you know, just being from Staten Island and being able to pair up and do a collaboration with a company like that is, um, is fantastic and kind of, you know what it's all about for us. We love the local collaboration aspect, so it's been it's been great. And there's there's plenty of it on Staten Island. Obviously, Ralph Sices, you did the pastry stout with Entermans. I mean, it's uh, not Entermans with Holtzmans. Uh, just it's just a wonderful job. My guest has been Jay Sykes. He's the co-owner of Flagship Brewing on Staten Island. Uh, for more info on them, just go to their Instagram page, Flagship Brewing. You can check out their Facebook page, the website, flagshipbrewery.nyc. You can order beer directly from there. They will deliver on Staten Island. They're open uh, seven days a week. I mean, these guys are just uh, cranking it out and uh, love having Jay on the program. Jay, thanks so much for joining me tonight. Very much appreciate it. Now, Al, thank you as always. I always appreciate coming on the program, and I uh, hope to see you soon and share a beer once uh, everything loosens up a bit. We have to absolutely do that. Sounds good. Up next, it's time for Suds and Duds on the Alcatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970 The Answer. Hugh Hewitt believes the president delivers clarity. President Trump delivered one of the best speeches of his presidency Friday evening. Oh, did it trigger the left? The left-wing press, which is so far left-wing and they don't even disguise it anymore, hate it. They call it divisive and dark. It wasn't. It was clear. It was full of objectivity, and the left hates clarity. The radical view of American history is a web of lies. The Hugh Hewitt Show. Weekday mornings at 3, right before Joe Piscopo at 6 on AM 970. The Answer. Are you craving delicious Italian food? Well, let me tell you something. I have the place for you. It's Michael's of Brooklyn, and they're open. And I mean open. You can actually go there and have a meal. Now, look, they have an outdoor area set up in their parking lot for diners by reservation only, following all the CDC guidelines to ensure the safety and health of their patrons and employees. Now, you've heard me in the past talk about our good friends over at Michael's of Brooklyn. They're right over on Avenue R in Nostrand. They've been in business since 1964. Family owned and operated, and I can personally attest, believe me, I'm looking at my stomach right now, to the authenticity in every one of their recipes. And boy, I am hungry right now. Everything is made completely from scratch. Even the sauce they sell in grocery stores nationwide is made right there at Michael's of Brooklyn. Their puttanesca, marinara, tomato and basil, it's all fresh, delicious, and the absolute best around. Their delicious, authentic sauces are available online and in stores. But now you can head back to Michael's for that homemade Italian cooking just like Mama used to make. Call 718-998-7851 to make a reservation today. That's 718-998-7851. Michael's of Brooklyn, serving the community since 1964. 
Every Saturday morning at 7, the Auto Lab, the longest-running auto show in New York City, can be heard for a full two hours. Host Professor Harold Walchok and a diverse panel of automotive experts will answer all your basic automotive questions and fill you in on the history and culture of the auto industry. The Auto Lab is on the air and here to help for a full two hours. Listen every Saturday morning starting at 7, right here on AM 970, The Answer. Listen to AM 970, The Answer, on Alexa, TuneIn, iHeart, or Radio.com. Segment of the Al Gatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM nine seventy. The answer you can follow me very easily on Twitter at Al Gatulo, Instagram at Gatulo, G A T U L O, Facebook.com slash AG Craft Beer Cast via email at Albert G at NYC Radio.com. And don't forget iTunes, Google Play. Just do a search for AG Craft Beer Cast. You can find all the shows on those two platforms. We're Alexa ready as well. We're also on radio.com, iHeartRadio, and of course the Hopped Up Network. If you head over there, uh, Monday mornings before 6 a.m., you'll find the podcast version of this show to download and listen to at your leisure. Now, Suds and Duds, bunch of different beers that I've had uh, over the last week and a half because I did take some time off uh, last week for Fourth of July, so I was able to dive into a few more beers uh, a little bit earlier in the week. But first up, from Twin Elephant Brewing, these guys and, and gals are doing a fantastic job uh, over at Twin Elephant in Chatham, New Jersey. Much along the lines, and I don't know if people would agree with me or not, if you've tried both both um, uh, organizations of beers, um, Twin Elephant and Source are kind of doing it, of course, portions of this program brought to you by Source Brewing, uh, located uh, right off of Route 34 in Colts Neck, New Jersey, right next to the Great Delicious Orchards, and get your beer from directly from the Source. Now, um, Twin Elephant and Source... Are, are sort of similar in terms of the amount of beer that they can crank out. Um, one is in a farmhouse uh, source. Uh, Twin Elephant is in a uh, small building in Chatham, New Jersey. So they're, they, they have limited space in which they can produce beer. And so their beer sells out very quickly. And obviously both, uh, both places have different ways of putting their beer out. Uh, source is very methodical in that every Friday their beer comes out at a specific time. And, uh, you know, you have to go on beerbroadcast.com to get it. And a lot of times it sells out within minutes. Twin Elephant, their strategy is more or less um, just keep checking back on our Facebook and Instagram accounts, and one, you know we'll we'll drop it when we feel like it. Sometimes it's on a Monday, sometimes it's on a Sunday, a Saturday. Uh, their latest one uh, for this week dropped on Thursday night. Uh, I just happened to see it after I jumped off a Zoom meeting um, and was able to get it. So that's it's kind of different in the ways that they do things, but the beers that they do put out. Both of them do a fantastic job. Crooked Spoke uh, ad, uh, Adjacent uh, from Twin Elephant is a, another fantastic beer from these guys. Uh, dank, juicy, citrus, nice hop, uh, great glass that they had that came out. Um, I don't know that I don't know the cartoon because I've never watched the cartoon, but the, the the glass was so cool. And right now, because it's very early in the morning when I'm taping this, um, the name escapes me. Uh, but it is they, they just do such a great job with their beers. And uh, I just love uh, everything that Twin Elephant puts out. And I've missed a couple of uh, releases that they've had, and I've kind of skipped over some stuff. But, boy, I'll tell you, when they, uh, when they put out a beer, they do a fantastic job. Great job, guys, uh, from Twin Elephant. 
had a can of uh, the Frothing Milkshake IPA Peach uh, by Last Wave. This is a great milkshake IPA. Uh, just some fantastic peach flavors in this. Uh, that's a brewery I really need to get to. And Last Wave is kind of odd in the sense that they're in Point Pleasant, but their hours um, are a little wonky because of the fact that um, they try to stay away from the late night kind of partying. And I, I understand that you know there's really not many places that are open uh, during the pandemic, but their hours are very early in the day uh, over the weekend. And one of these days I've got to get down there uh, to maybe pick up some cans and stuff. And I, I think they have a little bit of an outdoor area uh, that's open, but I have to double check that. But the uh, Frothing Milkshake IPA, the peach uh, from Last Wave is fantastic. And, uh, you know, next time I see some of their beers in the store, I definitely have to pick some up and try some. Uh, I was over at Paragon Tap and Table, one of my favorite places to eat and drink, uh, right off uh, the Garden State Parkway, uh, exit 135 in Clark, New Jersey. And um, they're getting a lot of Icarus on tap, which is great because I'm not able to find a lot of Icarus cans in the Union County area. And, uh, you know, I really should take just take the trip down to Lakewood at, one, at some point uh, to pick up some cans. But, boy, the double dry hop power juicer, uh, juicer with the Azaka hop is unbelievable. Smooth, just a touch of bite, juicy, excellent. Uh, another fantastic job from Icarus. Um, had a really good lager by Victory Brewing, the Victory Classic which is an excellent beer. It's a nicely done lager. It's clean. It's crisp. It's perfect on a hot day. Um, love the guys from Victory. They do a great job. Bill Kovalevsky is uh, is just a really good guy. We've had him on the show a number of times, and uh, he makes some really good uh, classic beers. Uh, their stuff is really spot on, uh, and this lager uh, is, is another fantastic beer from Victory. If you see it on tap somewhere, absolutely without a doubt. You should pick it up. Grazilla by Ghost Talk. Finally got a chance to try this one. This is a nice IPA with a smooth finish. Delicious. Uh, This is, without a doubt, this is not uh, a hazy juice bomb by any stretch. It's more reminiscent uh, of a West Coast IPA, that caramelly uh, type of taste with that bite uh, to it. Uh, Nice smooth finish. Really, really good beer. Ghost Talk is doing some great stuff. And uh, what's great about them is you can get cans to go. They have a little bit of an outdoor area set up. But, of course, Go right across the street, pick yourself up a couple of hot dogs from Rutt's Hut, uh, right over in Clifton, New Jersey. You can't go wrong. Uh, another beer, uh, as we continue on here with Suds and Duds on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. Another beer uh, by Kate May that I've had before, and I really enjoy it, and so does my wife. And definitely when I see it, I will pick up some uh, for myself and for her. The Bog Cranberry Shandy by Kate May. And I'm not a big fan of shandies. Uh, I've never really had a big taste for shandies. But this one that Kate May puts out is fantastic. It is such a nice, refreshing beer. It's really perfect on a hot summer night. Um, it's got that, it, you know, it's a wheat beer loaded with cranberry. Uh, it's got that tartness to it that you want. It's not a very, you know, sour, sour uh, type of beer, but it, it, it just has that balance that is really good. And uh, just a great beer by Kate May. And I love that it's in a 12-ounce can, so you don't have to have a lot of it. Uh, but it's a nice, easy drinker especially for a hot day. Now, a couple of the beers that I picked up from Source, the first up was the Independence Day beer, which was the collaboration between Source Brewing and Pat Lafreda Meats. This is a super crushable uh, pale ale, American pale ale. Uh, Not too hoppy. It is smooth. It is perfect in the backyard by the grill. The glass that they made to go with it uh, to match the label is tremendous, and it's a nice big glass, so you can fit that entire 16-ounce can right in the glass, and you don't have to worry about uh, you know, pouring most of it and then waiting for it to settle and then pouring the rest. This is just a fantastic beer, and absolutely, without a doubt, it is crushable 
uh, for a summer beer. Hopefully when Source opens for their outdoor beer business, until we can kind of get back to normal here, uh, hopefully they will have that on tap. It is a fantastic beer. Uh, another one of the single silo series, this one, the Ultra El Dorado from Source. I really dig the smoothness of this beer. Uh, the, uh, there's a slight hit of watermelon on it, too. So it's a very refreshing beer, uh, but another well-done beer by the guys uh, from Source in their uh, single silo series. Just love what they do. And um, we had our homebrewing competition, the first part of our homebrewing competition. And so we, uh, and I would mentioned it during the show, uh, the beers that we tasted, which was great. We had such a good time uh, last Tuesday uh, doing that. This coming Tuesday is the round of 16. Uh, we'll have a post on social media once we're done um, and, uh, you know, post who's moved on to the next round. And, of course, I'll discuss it on the show uh, next Sunday night uh, as to what beers, you know, moved on. And, uh, you know, I know there were some people asking us for individual, like, you know, for individual feedback. Um, we really didn't write down notes as we were tasting it. It was kind of um, the guys were going into the technical aspects of the beers, uh, what they were getting, whether something was metallic or astringent. Uh, I was basing it more on the drinkability of it. Is it something that I would continue to go back to, or is it something that I would move on from? So um, I'll try and write down some notes in the next round of the 16, um, but I can't promise that because we're, you know, as we're getting into it and we're going back and forth, um, writing down notes is not foremost on my mind. But at the end of it, um, Phil from Source was uh, kind enough to crack open a bottle of the barrel-aged Hunapu Imperial Stout from 2018 that he had gotten as a gift. This was fantastic. Thick, rich, oak from the barrel, smooth. Uh, it was just a tremendous, you know, a little pour, about two ounces. Oh, my God, it was so good. I mean, and there's a reason why Cigar City does such a great job with the Hunapu Stout. I mean, really, it is uh, just tremendous. Uh, the folks from Dogfish Head sent me over uh, some uh, some of their summer beers that they have in a 12-pack. One of them that happened to be in there that I got a chance to try was their uh, Slightly Mighty, which is their low-carb low-calorie version of an IPA. This was not a bad beer. It's a little bit sweet with the monk fruit, uh, a little bit of hop. If I was sitting at the beach, I could definitely drink this. Is this something that I would buy on my own and drink on a regular basis? I don't know if I would do that. Um, although, I, you know, if I was trying to really watch my car, watch carbs and watch my calories, maybe I would have this as an alternative. Um, it's definitely not something that I would drink all day, every day, but it is absolutely a, a, you know, a good beer in a pinch if you're looking for something that is, uh, and you're being you know, calorie conscious and, and are on a diet, it's definitely something that uh, I would try um, as opposed to just you know, drinking water or maybe you know, uh, a booze and nothing else or you know, whatever. Uh, and then finally, uh, the folks from Founders sent me uh, Marvel Roast, which is uh, a golden a coffee ale. This was one of the better ones that I've had. Uh, smooth, not too heavy, a little bit of sweetness on the back end from the milk sugar that's in it. Uh, you get a little bit of that vanilla. Uh, there's a little bit of chocolate uh, in it, although very, very faint. I got more of the vanilla than I did the chocolate. This is a great beer in a 12-ounce bottle. It is certainly something that I would buy if I was looking for something uh, like this. And if it was on tap somewhere, I would absolutely drink it uh, if it was on tap. It's an 8%er. But it was very, very good. Thanks to the folks from Founders uh, for sending me that beer. And, folks, we are out of time. My thanks to everyone involved in the show, as well as my guest, Jay Sykes from Flagship Brewery, and, of course, last but not least, the great Buddy Watson. Back Monday on the Joe Piscopo Show at 6 a.m., this has been the Alcatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970. The answer, cheers, everybody. <laughs>